Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul Podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to show up in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, spiritual and energy coach, Suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to this space. Today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about rewilding your heart, returning to a more natural state. Now, in the last episode, I talked about how to regulate the nervous system through embodiment practices. Um, You know, a lot of times when our nervous system is taxed, we are spending a lot of time out of our body. We're in our head, so to speak. And so it's required to be um, more present in the body. Rewilding is a return to our more natural state. As human beings, as we arrived on this planet, however you want to believe that happened, um, whatever theory or theories you integrate together to make sense and meaning for yourself are totally fine. But as human beings, we were never meant to live the way in which we do where we, our nervous systems are overtaxed and overstimulated. We are sitting more than, and sedentary more than we need to be. We're eating foods that are processed, highly processed and have less dense nutrients. We are on the go and our minds are racing all of the time instead of being focused and present to who we're with and where we are in the moment. We have constant notifications that are going off on our phones, on our watches, on every device that is around us, you know, driving in, you know, intense traffic even. It's not the way that we were initially intended or designed to be or exist on this planet. And so all of these things contribute to a sense of overwhelm on our nervous system. And rewilding is a process that I've been working through over the last three years specifically, um, always deepening and enriching my practice but giving me the points in which I can recognize when my nervous system is, is taxed going into these embodiment practices, but also rewilding of the heart, which is a deeper connection to self, to nature, to you know the inherent beat of, of our heart and more simple and less stuff. And so that's what I wanted to discuss with you today is what it means to rewild rewild is almost a reawakening of the spiritual self. We live in a society where we're numbed out. We are numbed out because we are overstimulated. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We are overstimulated by the sugar and and chemical processing in our food. We are overstimulated by the devices that we carry in our hands that have constant um, media flashing in our face. We are overstimulated with the news and every little small event, especially in these times. We are September 2021. I live in Alberta last night. We just had another announcement of all kinds of amazing things. Uh, We'll use the word amazing, whether I agree with them or not. it, it, It is amazing and astounding what has been announced in the last short period of time and that we are expected to accept and move through in a short period of time. And so this constant stimulus just taxes our nervous system, which creates and wreaks havoc on the body. And so rewilding is a way to pare it down. And You know, I always say I I, I get this urge to run, to run to nature, either to run to 
home and home to me is where my parents currently live, which is in Saskatchewan. Um, they had this lake lot, uh, from the time I was five years old. So, you know, 37 years, it's been in my life, um, where they live permanently now and built their home, um, to run there and to be connected to water, to be connected to the earth. Um, I also get the overwhelming sense every once in a while to run and it's to run to the mountains. And again, it's connect, it's to connect to the mountains, the structures of the earth that have been here and are so enormous and present, as well as the beautiful waters that are there. Those, those times I can tell, oh, time to rewild, Suzanne, <laughs> it's time to rewild. So um, rewilding is a way to regenerate, reconnect and restore ourselves and come in more alignment with our true selves. It helps rewilding helps us move past our fears. It helps us move through our limitations. It helps us move through societal conditioning and when and it helps us move move through being in our head again. All of these things that are in place that are incredible and amazing and moving at breakneck speed, which they are, also cause us to be more focused and in our head and not present to who we are. I think about my grandmother. So I, I know a lot of history on my, my mom's side, but my grandmother, who was born in 1905, who lived in a home with a dirt packed dirt floor, small home. I think she had 10 siblings, who was married by the time she was 18, had 21 children. Yes, 21 single birth children. And uh, we'll just say French Roman Catholic. And uh, I asked my mom, how come so many? And she said, well, her sisters nursed as a way to, uh, for birth control. And she wasn't able to nurse her babies. So I guess that was how it was going there. But, you know, had many, many children and many, many grandchildren and lived until the 1980s. Uh, until 1990, I believe it was when she passed away, 90 or 91. So to go from living in a small home with a packed dirt floor, then the home that she lived in as she raised on the farm as she raised my mother's and her siblings, which was, you know, a five bedroom, five or six bedroom um, farmhouse, two-story farmhouse, to being introduced to, you know, driving, electricity, um, even computers. She did have a computer at the end, but radio, television, all of these advances of technology in her lifetime. But the way that you adapt and change from one spot to the other, I can't imagine. And even now, you know, I think of my 42 years being on this earth and how much things have changed and progressed in the short amount of time. It's taxing on our damn nervous system. I worry for our children who only know this realm of fast breakneck speed. Even in teaching, as I taught years ago, the way in which you had to engage students totally changed as the generations changed because of the ability and attention span. We have so many people diagnosed as ADHD and hyperactive. And perhaps that's true, but perhaps it's also part of our social conditioning that everything is coming to us at breakneck speed. So how the fuck can we sit and focus on anything for a duration of time when we're used to constantly being stimulated? I don't know. These are thoughts I ponder. But rewilding at its essence helps us connect to our truest and most authentic 
form of self. It helps us get out of our head and connect to our hearts and, and be at the truth of the wildness that is within us. Um, which I think is something that we desire soul essence. I don't know about you, but one of my purest soul desires is to be free and free to me means free of constraints and limitations that anyone else has put upon me, whether it's an institution, whether it is a person, whether it is an organization or society in general. And so the only way that we can find that freedom is to go within and liberate it within our own heart. So with that, I wanted to explain um, five different ways in which you can begin the process of rewilding. Now, these are just simple ways that you can integrate on a daily or weekly basis, but allowing these to move through you helps you, you know, become more embodied as well, which is what we're all meant to do. Um, yes, we're spiritual beings, but going out of our body in meditation and astral projection because we want to be somewhere else other than where we are does us and humanity a disservice. Our job as human and spiritual beings is to be fully anchored in this physical reality, vibrating at the essence of our truth. And our truth is that we are liberated and free. And how do we get there? Well, one of the ways is through rewilding. So without further preamble, because I feel like I have talked a lot right now, um, some ways in which you can rewild. Well, the very first one, I mean, think about it, returning to the wilderness. So the first one is by connecting to nature. Whatever that means to you, I talked about this in the intro that, you know, the places where, where I feel this itch, I want to run and I, where do I want to run to? I want to run either to um, the rooted place of home, which is a lot of dirt and water, <laughs> or to the mountains, which is the substance of powerful earth energy um, and the cascading waterfalls and glacier lakes. Again, water, it's the elements connecting to those elements, connecting to nature. So that can mean, you know, going for a walk in nature without listening to a podcast, even though I love that you listen to me, without listening to music, uh, without scrolling on your phone, but turning, you know, but being fully present, going for a walk in nature. It can be, you know, spending time in the mountains and being fully present, breathing in that air. It can be going out on your boat. And I know we're getting close to the end of the, the season, but being present and on the water, um, this past weekend, I spent time with my parents as my dad is going through um, cancer treatment and I was helping them out and was rewilding. I was literally pulling plants out of the earth. My parents, uh, my mom was physically not strong enough, my dad not at his best through um, the way his body is, is going through the chemo and radiation. And so they needed and relied on me to do some of the physical work. So physically pulling plants out of the earth, um, you know, being in the bush and clipping 60 um, feet of trail through hazelnut and rose bushes uh, to help my parents out, clearing that brush, loading it up, being very physical and present in my body and connected to the earth. And 
while I was doing that work, you know, it was windy. So I had like dirt covered on my face and, and feeling the sensation of what does it feel like to have dirt on your face as the wind is blowing it through, you know, at the end of the evening, I went to blow my nose and there was dirt in my nostrils. Like it was the one day, but feeling the sun on my face and just being present to the elements, listening to the crows, as annoying as their sound might be, and they're very powerful omens and they always tend to, crows and ravens tend to follow me around, which is why I have, well, one of the reasons why I have a tattoo of a raven on my shoulder. But, you know, listening to the birds, listening to the wind moving through the poplar leaves, um, just being very connected to the earth energy and nature, so going for a walk in nature, planting your feet on the earth, your bare feet on the earth, whether in sand or dirt or grass, um, and feeling that connection, going to the mountains. You know, I have a lot of listeners here in Alberta, and we are blessed to have the mountains in our backyard. I've been taking more day trips to the mountains when it isn't always feasible to leave my animals, my, my two dogs at home alone for an extended period of time and get away for three or four days, at least doing, you know, an overnight day. We are fortunate to have that going for a walk in the forest, touching a tree. You know, I remember being a teenager uh, and the term tree hugger was always used to people to describe people who were more hippie-ish. <laughs> but trees give off energy. Not only do they give us oxygen, which is a life force energy and necessary for us, but they give off this frequency that is powerful and healing. So touching a tree, spending time in nature, laying on the grass. I've been telling my clients recently who are having trouble with their nervous system, I'm like, do you ever just lay on the grass and look up at the sky? I mean, I do this all the time is just, you know, I always lay my full back on the earth and just look up, look up at the sky, look at the clouds, observe what's happening, listen, feel all of them connect to the senses in nature, but really fully connecting to the elements of nature that are there. Okay, that is number one. Number two, turn off your damn phone. <laughs> and if you can't turn off your phone, which I can't, um, you know, I have a child. And so that is like a tether for me. I need to know that she's safe, all of those things. And so I don't turn off my phone. I have my phone on when I work with clients, but, you know, I mute my notifications uh, for portions of the day, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook is always muted. I cannot handle, but you know, Instagram, I will uh, mute notifications there for portions of the day. Um, the other day I was working with a client, we were sitting and discussing and I had thought I muted all of my notifications, but my daughter is on, you know, a couple of different sports teams. And all of a sudden I was getting ping, 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 ping in a thread of um, notifications about, um, new practices coming up and it was nonstop. And I felt like Pavlov's dog. If you've ever taken any psychology courses, you know, it's like the, you know, ringing the bell and the dogs would go crazy, right? They were conditioned. We have become conditioned to every alert and notification on our phone and it, it distracts us from being present. So I said to my client, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's happening. If these parents aren't working, clearly they're not working at the moment. I thought I had muted my notifications. Let me go through and, and mute my notifications on this app as well. 
but that's necessary. So toggle it off, put your phone away, turn it off, um, whatever you need to do. But those, those notifications and alerts, they send this constant, it's like ping and we're on and our sympathetic system just increases in our body, our nervous system, system, our heart rate. Oh, I need to check this. I feel like this is really important. I see it in my daughter, her friends, uh, when I was teaching children that age, they get a notification. They think it means I have to do this right now. I have to do this right now. Even us, like I remember when I first started work, I turned my email off. I didn't have access to email at home when I was teaching. And so when I was done for the day, I was done for the day. And now these poor teachers are being inundated with <laughs> emails from parents at all hours of the of the day. I know I've sent one to the teacher and there was a reply in the evening and I replied back and I said, please know I never expect an immediate response. You know, I don't, I don't want you to be working on your off time. Please know that get back to me when you're at, when you're physically at work. But here's the thing, we are, have become constantly accessible. We get all of these notifications. We feel like we have to be on. It is horrible for our nervous system. So start, turn your damn phone off for portions of the day or turn your notifications off, whatever you need to do. We are not meant to be overstimulated and overtaxed like that and alerted all of the time. Number three, be present with your animals. There's something about being with animals, whether it's observing them in the wild. I went for a walk the other day with my friend and we got to the bridge and we watched this beaver and it was like the largest beaver I have ever seen in my life. We saw a beaver at the other end of the river, which was like half the size, but we sat there and watched this beaver who was working on its dam and he, she, I don't know, probably he just because of the size comparison between the two that we saw later would swim, dive down. And we were just watching the process, um, grab some mud from the bottom of the riverbank, bring it back up, bring it to the place in the dam, pack it on, use his hands, pack, 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 observe his work, then go take a swim, go down to the bottom of the river again, pull it up and, and just watching the process. Um, you know, if you've been in the Rocky Mountains, there's a plethora of animals, whether it's elk, whether it's bears, whether it's whatever. I mean, safely watching the bears. I never understand the people who think that they're so cute. They want to get out of their vehicle <laughs> to take photos of any of these um, wild animals, but just observing animals in the wild. There's something about um, recognizing their freedom and liberation and that they're just doing and being. They don't have any other pressing matters than what is in front of them right now. It's also being present with the animals that are in your life. So if you have pets, I know I'm so happy and blessed to have two dogs again after an absence of a year with no animals, but pets are calming to the nervous system. When we pet and touch and connect with our pets, look at them, look them in the eyes, touch them. It actually releases both serotonin and oxytocin, which are feel-good hormones. And it's a reciprocal 
bond that you share with animals. I was at my parents again on the weekend. I talked about when we always go and spend time with Spirit and Coco, um, the horses, and there's something about horse energy that also is so amazing and healing uh, to the nervous system, but it reminds us of what it means to, at essence, be wild, connected to the wildness of of ourselves. Number four in ways in which we can begin to rewild ourselves, dance freely. So dance. When you play music to a baby, you know, think of a baby that's like beginning to pull themselves up on furniture or they are actually able to walk. You put music on and they just start moving their body. They don't care what you think about them and how they look. They're not worried about keeping the rhythm or being judged or anything. They're moving their body because it feels fun and amazing and great and expressive to move their body. That's what I mean by dancing freely. I work out every day, whether it is weights or running or yoga or you know, hit training, or I have a rowing machine, like it doesn't matter. I do some type of workout every day. But most recently, because my nervous system has been a bit off, and I'm really wanting to access this freedom within myself, I've started adding dancing freely to the end of my workout every day. I put on music. Uh, I wear as little of clothing as possible. And I dance and I move my body and I'm expressive and I feel free and liberated within myself because I'm not, I'm moving my body as a way to express the emotions that are sitting dormant and this feeling of wildness that is within me that wants to move out. It doesn't want to be caged. None of us want to be caged in any way, shape or form. And so that's a way in which I have been adding more rewilding almost daily as of late um, is with free and expressive dance. You know, for myself, I have a lot of sun in the one room in my home in the morning. And so I find a patch of sunlight (laughs) with very little clothing on, allowing the sensation of the sunlight to flood and warm over my skin as I connect to the bass, the beat and the rhythm of the music and move my body to it. And which leads very beautifully into the last way in which we can rewild ourselves, which is spending time naked. So scientific reasons in which, you know, spending time naked is beneficial for you is that you burn more fat. um, You become more comfortable and accepting of who you are. The more you see your body at its very real self. Um, It, and then some of the other ways in which, being naked helps us is it helps us face our fears. I don't know about you, but I definitely still get dreams of being naked. It's always I'm back in school. It's always that I'm back in school, um, high school or junior or high, and I'm fully naked in front of everyone. But you know, subconsciously, these are fears of being seen fully for who we are. One of our core desires is to be fully seen for who we are, but one of our fears is to be fully seen as who we are as well. It's this very interesting um, dichotomy in being seen, but stripping down and literally 
viewing and accepting your body as it is. It's the only vessel we have that carries our spirit in this lifetime, our soul. And so spending time in acceptance of our body and the beauty of it and all it has brought us through brings us a sense of wildness and liberation. It also forces us to embrace vulnerability. When we are literally stripped down, we strip down as well, emotionally, mentally, all of the armor and the blockages that we put up in in protection of ourselves. Um, And we are able to show ourselves the real us. And so we're more willing and open to show those that we trust and feel safe with our real and exposed selves as well. And so that's a practice I've also been putting into place more and more, um, wearing very little to no clothes as I am either doing my yoga practice, which is, uh, or, you know, dancing. And then as I'm getting ready um, for the day after my shower, just spending more time literally being naked, I definitely need to remind myself of this in the evening as it gets darker later uh, to close the blinds that none of my neighbors really need to see and have the images of me naked. Um, but, you know, spending more time um, present with and accepting of our body as is that is the vessel that we've been given for our soul and the more we can accept the physical vessel the more that we can accept the essence of who we are and so with that being said i hope that you have some tools to help you rewild to help you connect to the freedom that is waiting to be liberated from your heart we'll chat soon bye for now